This is the Rorschach Malawi update for Thursday, the 29th of July, 2021. Every week, we'll tell you the big stuff going down in Malawi for the whole week. It's been very cold in Malawi with showers and winds since Friday, the 23rd, and weather experts have said that the country will continue experiencing cold weather conditions until at least Wednesday, the 4th of August. Meanwhile, the country's major water bodies, including, of course, Lake Malawi, Lake Malombe, Lake Chirua, and Lake Chiuta are experiencing gusts of easterly winds, commonly known as Muera winds. The Department of Climate Change and Meteorological Services has strongly advised the general public to stay indoors where possible, keep warm, and to avoid major water bodies and all related activities. COVID-19 vaccines arrived in Malawi on Saturday the 24th after they failed to arrive on the 15th of July, as was previously expected. Malawians received 192,000 AstraZeneca vaccines and another 119,000 expected to arrive before the end of July. The Ministry of Health followed this up with a poster indicating all vaccine sites in over 100 hospitals in 24 districts in the country. Malawi is also expecting to receive roughly 302,000 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in early August. 360,000 doses of AstraZeneca between September and 372,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine before the end of September. Government has set aside 25 billion kwacha, approximately 31 million U.S. dollars, to procure more COVID vaccines and to be able to immunize more people in the country, according to Minister of Health Chumbize Kondo Chikonda. The budget is set aside by the government that will help vaccinate approximately 11 million people so far, at least 385,000 Malawians have received the COVID vaccine. You can find out more about where to get your vaccine on Malawi Ministry of Health's Facebook page. As Malawians celebrate this development and audit into the procurement of COVID PPEs at CMST have revealed that millions worth of N95 face masks cannot be traced. There are concerns among the citizenry about existing loopholes and procurement processes you have any idea how these can be handled, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Still on COVID stuff, the U.S. Embassy in Lilongwe is temporarily closed for all visa applicants due to COVID-19 related constraints. In a statement made on its Facebook page, the embassy also announced that the U.S. Embassy in Lusaka, Zambia, would accept humanitarian appointment requests only for Malawian citizens and residents at the applicant's cost to travel to Lusaka. You can find out more information on their website mw.usembassy.gov slash visas. Secretary to the President and the Cabinet, SPC, Zanga Zanga Chikosi, has been accused of pocketing 238 million kwacha, about 300,000 U.S. dollars from the money that was set aside for the country's Independence Day celebrations. The budget initially shared with the country by the Minister of Home Affairs, Richard Chimwendo Banda, who also acted as the chairperson of the Celebrations Organizing Committee, was $244 million, approximately $305,000. The amount was later reduced to $50 million, which is about $63,000 after people complained of the government's misuse of funds. On Thursday, the 24th, a bank statement from FDH Bank showing some transactions by Chikosi revealed that the government silently withdrew almost the same amount of money that was initially budgeted for the celebrations through Chikosi. The bank statement showed that on the 2nd of July, there was an inward telex payment amounting to over 238 million kwacha made to the CSG's account. This amounts to about 
US dollars. The government has said that it will respond to the controversy surrounding the funds, stating that a transfer does not necessarily mean an expenditure. Minister of Homeland Security Richard Chiwendo Banda said that the expenditure report on the independence celebrations would be released on Wednesday, the 4th of August. He says the celebrations cost taxpayers an amount of 87 million kwacha, about 109,000 U.S. dollars, thereby saving 156 million kwacha, which is about 200,000 U.S. dollars. About 244 million kwacha, 300,000 bucks, has been set aside to cater for cost of commemorating the 57 years of independence under the theme, Building an Inclusive, Wealthy, and Self-Reliant Nation Through Mindset, Change, and Servant Leadership. Catchy name. While we're still on taxes, taxpayers should prepare to part ways with approximately 59 million kwacha, i.e. around 74,000 U.S. dollars. The funds will be going towards Lilongwe City decorations and other activities ahead of the 41st Southern African Development Community, or SADC, Ordinary Heads of State of Government Summit, to be held next month. Government stated that it would share details concerning the summit soon. For the first time in history, in the 2021 2022 financial year, Malawians will get to enjoy a duty-free week where registered taxpayers will be allowed to import tax-free goods valued at no more than 3000 U.S. dollars. The country, however, may lose between 2 and 4 billion kwacha, which is approximately 2.5 and 5 million U.S. dollars in the process. The development with Steve Kapondamba, head of corporate affairs at Malawi Revenue Authority, MRA, has assured is not problematic as the lost revenue will be recovered through domestic taxes. Anti-Corruption Bureau, ACB, announced on Wednesday the 20th that it would interview former President Peter Butorica over the alleged abuse of his TPIN during his time as president. The interview date was later shifted to Tuesday the 27th. Former president has, however, said that he will not take questions from the ACB. In a statement, Mudarika said that he felt the planned interview as part of a political witch hunt. He also questioned why the Bureau did not question him prior to freezing his bank account. Part of his statement reads, quote, it is extremely strange that an institution like ACB with investigative powers would seek to interview me without disclosing the nature of the offenses I am accused of. I am reluctant to grant this interview, end quote. It's alleged that between 2018-2019, the former president's access taxpayer identification number was used to import 1.2 million bags of cement worth 5 billion kwacha duty-free. Civil Servants Trade Union, CSTU, has put on hold plans to stage industrial action over the 15% salary hike demand, which was expected to start on Tuesday the 26th. CSTU General Secretary Mabuto Kaunga says they have made the move to give time to the government to reconsider their grievances, among which is demand for the hike. On Monday the 19th, the government was given a seven-day ultimatum to increase civil servant salaries or risk a countrywide strike. The leader of the union met the government's negotiating team two days before the 2021-2022 national budget was passed, and the government agreed to raise the salaries, but has yet to implement the increment through the issuance of a salary circular. There were running battles on Monday the 26th between police and the University of Malawi, UNIMA students in Zomba, who were rioting to push the school's administration to close the university after a one-month suspension of online classes due to internet challenges at the institution. The school adopted online learning, but later suspended the classes due to the unavailability of gadgets to support the initiative. 
On Monday the 26th, students presented an ultimatum to the university's management, either resolve the challenges within 24 hours or close the school. Some students, especially those that stay off campus, have said that they're better off going home as they're still paying rental costs despite the continued suspension of classes. There's still talks concerning the president's alleged nepotism after including his daughter, Violet, in a 10-member delegation to the United Kingdom for the Global Education Summit. Violet was recently appointed diplomat in Brussels, Belgium, and is said to have taken the place meant for the foreign affairs minister, Eisenhower Mukaka. Sources revealed that Mukaka, as per government protocol, is supposed to be an advance party where the head of state is traveling to a foreign country. The entourage has four members from the president's household, namely First Lady Monica Chiquetta, son-in-law Campondeni, who is a state house director of communications, and Violet. Some people have expressed their dismay on social media with screenshots of speeches and newspaper cuttings depicting the president condemning his predecessor for being nepotistic. On Monday, the 26th, President Lazarus Chaguera left for London, where he was attending the Global Education Summit on the 28th and 29th of July. He's expected to return to the country on the 1st of August. Among other topics, the summit will discuss how the world can collaborate and support quality education for all children. Speaking before his deputies, Chacuera said, it is very crucial for the country to partner with those that have the will to raise our education levels with an emphasis on girls. He added that if a country trains a young girl, it will have answers to several challenges it experiences. One of Malawi's leading media houses, the Times Group, was forced to make a public apology after it featured what was considered a distasteful and disrespectful cartoon known as Kanji Piti in its newspaper dated Saturday the 24th. The cartoon depicted a man telling what seemed to be his wife to make sure she doesn't miss out on being raped to avoid missing out on compensation that victims for such offenses receive. This comes after 18 women who suffered sexual offenses, including rape and other acts of brutality, allegedly perpetrated by police in Sundwe and surrounding areas in 2019, were compensated with 130 million kwacha, about 160,000 U.S. dollars, on Monday the 19th. Part of the statement by the Times Group reads, quote, we profoundly regret the insensitivity carried in the cartoon and unreservedly apologize for it, end quote. The public has questioned the company's ethics and editorial board citing such cartoons should not have been seen the light of day had the leadership actually done their job. We'll end this week's updates with some stories from the world of art and entertainment, specifically music. The country's youth are in high spirits as three songs were released Monday the 26th from three of the country's most celebrated artists. Mascal, who made trends in the late 2000s, made a comeback with his new song, while Onesimus, who was recently named brand ambassador for Amaryllis Hotel in Blantyre, released his song in readiness for his homecoming show to be held in September. Patience Namadingo's song has, however, topped charts with its music video reaching over 10,000 views in the first hour of release, an achievement that is the first of its kind in Malawi. One more entertainment story, South African singer Makadzi will perform at this year's Sand Music Festival to be held in Mangochi District for the, from the 1st to the 3rd of October. Sand Music Festival is an annual festival that draws together tourists, local people, businesses, and media, among others, to celebrate Malawi's richness, diversity, and heritage. It was founded in 2009 by Impact Events, which is also owned by veteran musician Lucius Banda. Makadzi is the second headliner to be unveiled by the festival organizers who recently unveiled Nigeria's Mr. P, 
and the disbanded P-squared duo, the organizers have said that there'll be other headliners announced soon. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about what's going on in Malawi, listen to us. Tell us what drives you crazy about Malawi and what you love about it, other Malawi-related stuff you want us to know or think that you want to know more about. You can write us a review in your preferred podcast platform or send an email to podcast at rorschach.com. Thank you.